Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I'm happy to be here with you. I've got a great topic to cover today. And before I launch into it, I just want to say that this past week was an exciting week for Brightline Eating because we were featured at an academic conference. Um, it was one of the sessions, there was a poster about Brightline Eating and yeah, it was at the Experimental Biology Conference which was held up in, uh, up in Chicago. Uh, lots of people there, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And yeah, they had a, a session on metabolism, energy expenditure, and weight loss, something like that. And they uh, had a thing on Brightline Eating. So Andrew Kurt Thaw put that together, a uh, doctor from uh, Millsaps College, thank you. And uh, it was exciting to see Brightline Eating get out into the scientific community. I know that there's also a paper that's submitted right now um, and under review uh, in an academic journal to describe the Brightline Eating program and stuff like that. So um, yeah, we're, I just wanted you to know that we're plugging away on the back end here on the scientific front. We have uh, amazing numbers, like just amazing results. Our research is showing that Brightline Eating is more successful by far, like by one or two more orders of magnitude, like by far, than any other weight loss program on planet Earth. And we have other scientists around the world who are taking interest and taking note, and that is super exciting. So ah, with that uh, behind us, let's go ahead and talk about our topic today, which is from Emily Neblock. Um, I uh, know Emily, she's a dear gal, and I just want to say Emily has amazing music. I have a CD of hers in my car that I play on loop. It's got two singles on it, and I just play it on loop. You can find her music at her website, which is emilyneblock.com, N-E-B-L-O-C-K, Emily, common spelling, emilyneblock.com. So anyway, Emily, just a shout out to you and your music. It's lovely. And here's what Emily wrote in. Dear Susan, can you talk about how and why Brightline eating changes your sleep cycle? I remember you describing how when you started eating this way, your entire sleep cycle changed. I can relate to this as it has happened to me. I have struggled for years and years with my sleep until I started Brightline eating. Now everything has changed. I understand that this probably has a lot to do with the institution of automatizable routines that you follow every day, but there is there more to it than that? Love to you and all the Brightline Eaters from Emily Neblock. Such a good question, Emily. Let's talk about circadian rhythm a little, because I think the last time I talked about it, um, there was uh, more recent research that I actually wasn't even aware of yet. So I'm excited to revisit this topic and bring in that new science for you. So uh, yeah, it does have to do with automatizable routines, Emily. You're totally right about that. In particular, the routines of not eating outside of mealtime and eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner at consistent mealtimes. Uh, there's research that shows that most people don't do that out there in the big bad world, right? Most people actually, on average, are eating all day long and having bites of calories coming into their mouth up until the moment they fall asleep and first thing in the morning usually, you know, with some cream and sugar and some coffee like right away. And so what that means is that they on average have maybe an eight hour fasting window, meaning that the time that they're not actually consuming calories on average stretches from like 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. and that's it. Now, when you start doing bright line eating, of course, you're not eating anything after dinner. You're not dumping cream and sugar into your coffee. And um, when you're not eating anything after you know, whatever time it is that you finish your dinner all the way until morning time, 
Um, almost invariably, that creates a good 12, maybe even 13, maybe even 14 hour fasting window. So you're expanding that fasting window from seven or eight hours to 12, 13, 14 hours. And that's one of the key features here. Another key feature is that you're eating at consistent meal times, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, nothing in between. So let's talk about what this does to the body and to the brain and to sleep. Um, sleep is governed by lots of things, um, the hypothalamus, and there's this uh, nucleus in the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is, is about yay big, like maybe an inch cube and uh, maybe even smaller than that actually. And inside it, might maybe even a centimeter, it's a pretty small little thing. And inside it are lots of little nuclei that do different things. The hypothalamus is the part of the brain that regulates sort of our, um, our thermostat type things. Um, when we need things kept in a certain range, like hormonal releases, for example, the hypothalamus works with the pituitary closely to regulate the endocrine system, the hormones, right? Um, and so things like sleep, food, sex, temperature, thirst, all of these things that need to be kept